We're bringing you more conversations from our Investing Experts podcast, abridged conversations from our most recent episodes. Welcome back to Investing Experts podcast. I'm Daniel Snyder. I am joined today by Avi Gilbert, the Elliott Wave Theory Specialist who has been contributing his content to Seeking Alpha since 2011. We're getting into his charts, which are shared on the Investing Experts show notes page on Seeking Alpha in case you want to check them out highlighting what his projections are for the S&P 500, oil market, and gold market for the years ahead. I am still not yet confident that we are indeed going to be uh, start. We are in, have indeed started that bear market. I'm not going to have a, a better idea for another several months. Now, what do I tell my clients and, and, and anybody who is um, uh, not exactly into risk at this point in their life? I've been telling them that you should be raising cash. And I've been saying this to them since the top back in 2021. And then again, on the rally back to 4,600, my, my, my analysis has told them, look, it's time to raise cash from a long-term perspective. If the market gives us a better inkling that it's going to go back to a higher high, and if you so choose, you can always get back in. But for now, the market is at a point where, you know, Bigger issues seem to be coming up on the horizon. Now, again, could we get that that mini crash from, you know, let's say wherever we top now down to 2,700 to 3,000? The market will likely rally back after that in a multi-year rally back to 43 to 4,600. That probably will be the last opportunity investors will have to divest before we start looking for much lower levels, like 1,800 to 2,200. And I, I, I'm, I'm even afraid to, to say where the depth of this uh, long-term bear market could take us. It could take us all the way down as deep as 1,000 on the S&P 500. And I know that'll probably, you know, people will probably say that that's just not possible. Well, I, I'll give you another example of you know, when I first came on to Seeking Alpha, um, it was around the time where gold was going through a parabolic rally in 2011. And uh, I wrote an article um, outlining gold, my expectation for gold to top. And this is during a parabolic rally that I, uh, I outlined for it to top at 1915 was my calculated target or 1916. And at the time, People thought I was crazy because everybody at the time was arguing, were arguing not about where it was going to top, but how far through 2000 it was going to go. So people thought I was crazy. Even before it topped, I said, I think gold can not only top at 1915, I think it can drop down to the 1000 region. And I have to tell you, I was almost laughed, laughed off of Seeking Alpha when I wrote that. As we now know, gold topped at 1921. I was off by six bucks on that. And I think we bottomed at 1050, you know, 1050. So, you know, these, the, the analysis that we do, especially on the longer term degrees, usually winds up being quite accurate. So while it may sound unbelievable at this time, I can assure you it is not. And it, it, I wish, I pray that I'm wrong in my analysis. But I can tell you that once we hit the top and once we confirm that we've hit a long-term top, long top in the market, that's what I fear. 
there's there's a lot of fear coming from some of those numbers that you're throwing out as well. I mean, seeing the S and P 500 go back to the 1,000 level, I mean that that would spook every investor, right? So I think if people are thinking long term, I mean, what was the time frame on that? That I hope that's a couple decades away, isn't it? Well, to get to a thousand will take us minimally thirteen years. Minimally is what my expectation is. So people are thinking now. You say thirteen years. I'm sure there's people that are entering retirement, right? We know the baby boomers generation is entering retirement more and more. Millennials are older now. Gen Z is coming into the workforce. Doesn't that kind of make it a, a hard case to tell people to invest in the S and P 500 now? I, I'm not telling people to invest in the S and P 500 at all. Um, that that has not been um, that has not been my perspective. My perspective has been uh, a measured perspective. Understanding, look, I, I have I have about eight thousand clients, and about a thousand of them are money managers. And I have to understand that each and every one has a very different risk profile, a different time horizon, has different goals. So when we try to explain our perspective to our clients. We have to explain to them, you know, yes, we expect a rally here, but trying to trade for that rally may not be for everyone. There's there's additional risk associated with it. So it's not necessarily an investing um, right now is not necessarily an investing environment. There are a number of stocks that we you know, that my staff have looked at that. I mean, they look like. There, there are some stocks that look like and have a phenomenal next two years, but along the same lines, um, you know, I, I am not yet confident that the market's going to make a higher high yet. So everybody has to approach the markets very differently based upon their own their own goals. And so we're not telling everybody, yes, invest, 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 dollar average, no. Because the potential could be that we could be in for some bigger trouble than most foresee right now. All right. So that's a lot of the S&P 500, the indexes, a lot of the stock market. What about, say, metals and commodities? I know that there's a lot of investors that focus on that as well. What are your thoughts in that sector? Well, we can break that up right now into, uh, I'm going to break it up into, I'm going to bifurcate it into two perspectives. Uh, the metals market and the oil market. So I'm going to break that up into two different perspectives. On the metals market, I think the metals market is, is and I, I, I wrote about this last year um, when I started seeing bottoming in, in the metals market. Uh, and I told my, my own clients, it was around, uh, when we started going into the last quarter of the year, I said, my expectation is we're going to start seeing a bottoming in the complex, and we're going to see a multi-year rally out of that bottoming. Um, and that's pretty much what we've gotten. I believe uh, gold, GLD, I see a bottom here back in early uh, early uh, November. Uh, and, and since then, we have a sizable rally. But I just think that that was just the, 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 the intro. I think the main event will likely begin over the coming months. Um, I can foresee a little bit more of a pullback if we're lucky. If not, the market can just just take off from here. Um, I wrote an article not too long ago that my minimum target on gold was, I think, 2428. I, I believe that was the number. I don't recall offhand. Gold, as we speak right now, is at about 2050. So, you know, I'm expecting at least a 20% 
rally in gold from here. Um, and depending on how that rally structure takes shape, as I'm saying, how the Elliott wave structure takes shape, if we start seeing some exceptional extensions on that rally, we could be going as high as 2,700. So I'm 2,400 really, 2,400 region was really my, my minimum target on this next bigger move. Silver uh, should easily reach the prior highs. And in fact, the way silver is set up uh, we could see a repeat of the 2010 parabolic move in silver because silver has lagged so much over these last years. Silver could see a massive catch-up move over these coming, uh, over the next two years. Now, as far as the miners, the miners are a little bit of a mixed bag. Some miners will not perform as well as others. I'm concerned, for example, Newmont mining. Newmont mining may have an issue. Uh, it may not perform as well as all the other miners. Why do I say that? Because back in April of, uh, of quick peek at the chart, if you bear with me. Yes, back in April of 2022, um, just to give you some background, Back in 2015, as the market, as the metals market was coming down into the low that I expected, we actually rolled out a mining stock service, and we rolled it out in September of 2015. And one of the one of the stocks that I bought at the time well, clearly was Newmont. I mean, at the time, you know, Newmont was considered one of the largest, and we saw some tremendous upside with it. And I think I bought it somewhere between 15 and $16, if memory served. And as the market rallied up into April of 2022, we then struck the target that I set for that rally um, years before. And uh, I said, I told my, my, my clients, when we get up into the 82 to 84 region, I'm going to be divesting of almost all of my Newmont stock that I bought in 2015. Well, they thought I was crazy at the time, but I did. And if you look at the if you look at the uh, if you look at the chart now, I think Newmont topped around 85 and then proceeded to drop down to about 37. So it lost more than 50% of its value from that point. And of course, that was a time where I was looking to buy back some of my Newmont. Not all of it, because Newmont may not participate in the next rally that I foresee in the same manner as some of the other stocks. So I think you have to be very careful about what you're picking and choosing when you're buying, uh, when you're buying the, uh, the mining stocks. But if you want to just look at the general GDX chart, for example, my expectation is I think GDX should well exceed 50, potentially getting up as high as 65. So for now, uh, you know, we're looking for maybe a little bit more of a pullback in GDX, but ultimately I think GDX is getting set up to rally strongly later this year and, and well into next before it completes this next major rally. That's some great price targets on GDX. I just want to clarify, because you kind of went through silver pretty quick. You mentioned the 2011 uh, parabolic move that happened in silver. 2010. 2010. Yep, 2010 is when it started, I believe, up into 
beginning of 2011. But any, the, the price target was well over 40. Is that kind of where you're seeing silver go again? Is that what you said? Yeah, I, I'm expecting silver to get back up, uh, back up towards 50 again. Yes. Okay, thank you for clarifying that. And then you said you wanted to mention about the oil markets as well. What's going on, on in that sector? Well, I, I track USO for, for uh, you know, my, my other, some of my other staff track WTI and the futures on, on CL and so on and so forth. But I've been tracking, you know, for, the, uh, for a lot of our clients, the, uh, the ETF USO. And USO has been involved in a, uh, in a sizable, a very long pullback. Um, and my expectation is I think we can potentially see a lower low in the coming months, potentially sometime maybe into the, uh, into the, uh, uh, the summer months. And then I'm expecting a, uh, a nice rally where we could probably see uh, oil double off the low or come close to double off the low that we complete uh, later in the summer, I believe. And by the way, we see the same in oil equities. We're seeing some downside that we've been expecting for some time. We're expecting oil equities to outperform most everything else as well. Now, that's interesting when we think about oil doubling with what's looming on the horizon, whether it's OPEC or recession or whatever. It's kind of eerie, isn't it, that it might line up? Well, you know, I've learned long ago because when I first started doing this, I, you know, I would look at the news, I would look at what my chart said, and then I would just completely ignore what my chart is saying, because I would say it just can't be. And then I learned after a few years of doing that, I learned I really shouldn't be doing that because the chart has been a hell of a lot more a- accurate than anything I'm following in the news. So, you know, right now, I, for the most part, I generally ignore what the common perception is. The common perception in markets usually is wrong. Um, But for now, I mean, that's really what I'm seeing in my charts. Just a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast should not be considered investment advice. At times, myself or the guest might own positions in the securities mentioned, but this is for entertainment purposes only, and you should seek advice from a licensed professional before investing. We'll see you next episode.